The move to Carolina. So after living in Florida for 11 years, we decided to move to Mooresville, North Carolina. In order to move, we would have to sell our Boynton Beach home. Our house was not selling as quick as we had wanted it to. So I had heard about a gimmick where if you buried a statue of Joseph upside down in your yard, your house would sell quickly. After a couple of days of contemplation, I decided to give it a try. So I took the statue of Joseph out of our stored away Christmas nativity set and proceeded to place him in a tightly sealed plastic bag. The ones with the uh, zipper seal. And I took him out front at night to conceal my act because I, I knew I shouldn't be doing this. I felt wrong. So I did it at night. I dug a hole in the front flower bed um, adjacent to the house. I placed him upside down in the hole, covered him up firmly with dirt, and spread that mulch so no one would know what I had done. He was in the ground a couple of days, but my inner spirit, it just, it felt wrong. At one point, a certain Bible scripture kept coming into my mind, and it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So over and over in my mind, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. This scripture on a constant basis would be going through my mind. I wrestled with this. I mean, for like a day, maybe two, I just wrestled. It just kept coming on over and over. I knew the Lord was telling me trust in him and not in this silly gimmick anyway so that night over and over my spirit would be quoting this trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths even with this i still did nothing and i went to bed for the night the next morning when i went to the front door it was a glass door i noticed something laying in the front yard Okay, so to my surprise, on the front lawn, laying face up, and now looking at me, was that statue of Joseph. The tightly sealed plastic bag that had, that had contained him was like 10 feet away in a different part of the lawn. The plastic bag, it wasn't torn, it wasn't ripped, it was just, you know, the zipper was opened, it was opened up. The dirt from the hole that was buried in the yard, it was just thrown all over the place. Uh, the Lord, he got my attention. I could never figure out how Joseph was removed from the spot. I had told no one what I had done or where I had buried him. I don't see how it could have been an animal. You see, the statue had no smell to it and an animal would have had to claw and rip and damage that plastic bag to get it out. And the way the dirt was thrown about on all sides, not just like in one spot, it just seemed odd. To me, it was as if God's power himself 
just blasted Joseph out of the ground. If our house would have been sold with Joseph in the ground, the Lord would get no credit for that situation. I believe what the Lord was telling me through this situation was trust in him throughout your life, throughout your whole life, trust in him, not just this situation. Trust in the Lord throughout your life. There will be many times in your life that you need to seek him for his understanding and his direction, right? Ask me, speak to me, trust me, and I will help you is what the Lord wanted me to know. Well, our house sold, and glory be to God. It, it, the glory goes to Him. 2001, our patriarch is gone. April 23rd, 2001, I would receive a phone call from my father. He would wish me a happy birthday and then say, I am sorry to have to give you this information on your birthday. He would proceed to tell me that he was diagnosed with cancer. He would pass away in less than four months from, from my birthday, the day he told me. Pancreatic cancer is one of the most vicious types there is. He went from being a completely healthy man to a frail man that would die in four months time. My father was a man that every child could hope to have as a dad. He was fully involved in his family's life. Whether it was projects around the house or just goofing off with us. All of us kids used to like when dad would go out of nowhere and yell, water fight. We're not talking like fill up a balloon and throw it at each other. It would involve pots and buckets filled with water. Most of the time, you would unexpectedly get trounced with water from him. He'd like be on the roof, and all of a sudden you're toasted with water. And then he would yell out, water fight. Mom was never keen on these water fights because it would involve a bunch of kids running through the house, filling up buckets and pots full of water. Sometimes you'd be inside watching TV, and this time he'd yell out, dirty sock fight. At which point, everybody starts pulling off their socks, rolling them up, and throwing them around at each other. Even the neighborhood kids would get to enjoy activities. My dad had built a zip line in our backyard. He had made um, a boxing ring in the yard, and he would have the kids duel it out with each other right there in the boxing ring. In the winter, one time, I remember him laying out sheets of plastic, encasing it in a frame, filling it with water, to make an ice skating ring. Um, if the snow would come down and pack the streets, my dad would rev up the van and take us out and all the friends stitching all over the roads. It wasn't just all plays on them. Us kids had their fair share of work projects around the house. And I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't like I wanted to get up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday and work. I mean, you know, that's cartoon day especially if it involved cleaning out the manure in the barn. You see, we had chickens and goats, and they pooped a lot. Or maybe it was building fences, laying stone edges on walkways and flower beds, painting, weeding, building projects. I mean, it was always lots of work. However, 
I learned so much craftsmanship from him and those projects. I can remember my, my friend Stephen telling me, your dad showed me how to properly use a hammer. Because it wasn't just us siblings that were working. If a friend showed up, my dad would hand them a shovel. He would, however, take the edge off of us working by buying some pretty good breakfast, lunches, and dinners from time to time. Not all the time, but he did it he did quite often. He would usually have waiting for us at the table in the morning. I believe they would bake goods from Red Riding Hood Bakery. You had the Danishes that were filled with pineapple, apple, cherry, or cheese. There would be that, hmm, so good, Long Island crumb coffee cake and all other sorts of pastries. Maybe one time it would be to go to the deli. He would get quarts of Long Island potato salad, coleslaw, and various deli meats and cheese. And he'd get those fantastic Kaiser rolls. And oh, they were so good. We'd make some seriously nice sandwiches. Or maybe it would be uh, dinner for, from our favorite pizza place, Fontana's Pizza. Hmm, there was nothing like a Long Island pizza. Um, as for wrestling, I can honestly say I don't think my father ever missed one of my matches. I could always count on him being in the stands cheering me on. He was very vocal and involved. He would say quirky things like, cover him like white on rice, or hold on to him like saran wrap on meatloaf. I can still hear his voice after, um, after the match. You know, yelling, great job, Glenn, from the stands. He's yelling, great job, Glenn. He was proud of me and I was proud of him. I wish my boys could have enjoyed more time with their papa. They were very young when he died, so they have little memories of him. He certainly would have been as involved in their lives as he was with mine. I miss him dearly.